<laughs> yo, 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 what's up, guys? What is up? It is another week, another day, another dollar for all of us barbers out there. Beyond the Chair podcast is back. I know it is not 9.30 Central Standard Time. It's around 9.42. I'm running a little bit late, but if you guys want to be mad at someone, don't be mad at me. Be mad at Mr. Lee Cuts. Go check him out on Instagram. He's the reason why I'm late. He called me, and I mean literally, right when I was about to press the button to go live, he phones me. And of course, I couldn't turn his call away because what he needed was quite important, quite important, but blame Mr. Lee Cuts, <laughs> nevertheless. But I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hey, if you have not checked out this podcast before, I do this live every Wednesday night, 9.30 Central Standard Time. I also publish this the next morning, which is Thursday, if you're not paying attention, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a few other podcasts and platforms. So if you guys want to catch it there, you are more than welcome to do so. For those of you guys that are watching live on YouTube, and of course, if you guys don't, if you guys watch it on those podcasts and platforms and don't watch it on YouTube, you can just ignore what I'm about to say. So everyone who's watching on YouTube right now, you're probably wondering, where are you? What's up? Why don't we see you? Because typically you guys see my face, but this podcast, I'm doing it look a little bit different this time. And that is because of this. One, if you guys, let me think. Yeah, if you guys follow me on Instagram, and it's I do a barber, real simple. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would know that I started working in the barbershop this week, which, you know, Monday, yeah, Monday was my first day. And I actually worked today. So what happened was when I went to go set up my space, because I have a private room within the barbershop, so I went and set up my space while doing so, the ring light that I ordered did not come in yet. So that being said, I, I was like, I don't want to wait for my other ring light because I have a ring light already, but I use it in my YouTube room to do videos beyond the chair podcast, the MMA for Dummies podcast. I use that for the MMA uh, live commentaries and other YouTube videos that I do. So I didn't want to be without in this space because lighting is so important as a barber. And I'm sure you guys know this. I'm sure at some point we've all cut in bad lighting and you know those growing pains and you know how bad and how rigorous it can make a haircut. Now, I said, let me just take this here because the the ring light's gonna be here tomorrow, according to Amazon, of course. And I said, hey, why not I, I just do this and then the one that comes in the mail, I'll just keep it at home. So I'll have a pot, I have a ring light for a home, and then I'll have a ring light for the barbershop where you guys will actually get to see me do more YouTube haircut tutorials. What up, O'Reilly uh, Nation? Uh, when am I doing the UFC 228 predictions? Soon, very soon. I've actually got some a bunch of other MMA videos coming out too. It just takes some time, which actually leads me to another point. You guys probably have noticed that I haven't really been pumping out much content when it comes to barbering, when it comes to the garden, when it comes to MMA. And that is because, like I just said earlier, I just started working at a barbershop this week and I've had a lot going on. Today was one of those days where I'm doing more logistical stuff than actual haircutting. So you guys might be wondering, what do you mean by you're doing logistical stuff? I'm taking care of paperwork. I'm taking care of the important stuff before I start getting and becoming entrenched in just cutting hair. Because once that happens, and I figure once that happens where I'm just like cutting, cutting, cutting constantly, I'm not going to have time to go back and do these things. And I'm sure most of you guys can relate. Now, let's be honest. Do I honestly have time to go back and do this stuff? Yes, I do. But I think it would be better for me now in the beginning when I'm not that busy to at least sacrifice some of my days, the early days, and take care of the logistical stuff now rather than get jam-packed and busy and then have to backtrack and do this stuff later because it's really important for a few reasons. And I'll give you guys a uh, barbers that may, may, may or may not do this already. What I was doing was this. 
one, I was setting up my website. Now, what's on my website, if you guys watched, I think maybe either last week or the week before, or maybe even the week before, not quite sure, but in that, no, yeah, in one of those episodes, I can't even remember, my mind's going crazy, but in one of those episodes, I said that I have a product line coming out, and I will have hair products, so that means that I will be selling them within the barbershop, but I will also sell them on my website. So I need to have my website ready for this. So whenever my products will be here, probably in around two to three weeks, I will be able to do that and I'll be able to flow like water. Two, second reason for the website is I'll be able to uh, book clients through my website. So I won't have to, and, and I'm sure barbers, you guys can relate to this, where if you're not hip to this or put onto game yet, but you would have people call you during the middle of a cut, just have people calling you while you're at the barbershop and they're like, oh, how many people you got? Or, hey, uh, can you fit me in this time? Me want to work more efficiently and actually not have to deal with this headache of just having people call you. And I'm sure other barbers, have had the problem of just people, you know, randomly calling them at nine o'clock at night on their days off or just nine o'clock at night in general, you know, whether they're off or on, whatever the case is. This is not cool. Let's just be honest. Who wants to have customers calling you at 9.30 at night? Who wants to take phone calls in the middle of a haircut? Because when you think about it, you're like, yeah, you're cutting hair, but then you see that familiar number and you know who this is and you know it's good money. Now you got to take time away from the hair that you're cutting to answer this call and you got to kind of be rude. And then, you know, it's all about extending that courtesy. Not sure if you do actually ask the customers, do they mind if I take this phone call? Some will say yes, especially if you're courteous about it. You know, there might be the small majority that says, no, nah, you know, I'm busy right now. And that's cool. But you want to be professional. You want to be courteous, and communication is the key in most things in life. So what I opted to do was have my booking system online so you can go in, you can check my schedule. I will, you know, I update my schedule frequently. You have a price uh, for all of the services that I offer. So there's really no miscommunication. There's nothing to really talk about once you get into the barbershop but cutting hair. There's nothing to talk about about money. There's no negotiating. You just book online. You see the price. You know where you're going to get with your service. You know about how much time that I have allotted to you for your service. And bada bing, bada boom, there's nothing to talk about. So that's what I was doing earlier, creating my website. And if you guys want to go check it out, it's idoitbarber.com. I repeat, idoitbarber.com. Uh, now, if you go actually look, you'll see a few tabs. There's a shop for products, and there's a book t booking tab. Uh, I don't think my booking is fully done yet. I actually need to go back once this is over and, and actually go through my schedule. But you'll notice if you click the shop now or shop whatever uh, link, it will show, I guess, a ghost image of products or just whatever it'll say coming soon you guys you guys will see what i'm saying if you go click the link but that's where my products will be so i'll i'll sell my products online and later on i will introduce some merch so i'll have some t-shirts maybe some hoodies and some socks maybe not quite sure in what order or if i will do all three simultaneously but at some point those things will be added to the website as well you can there's links to my YouTube and Instagram on the website. And I, I think I'm going to add some more stuff as far as uh, interaction, as far as with YouTube and things like that on, on my website. So I just got to go back in there and play with it. I spent quite a bit of time doing this and just navigating it. And I've also been having problems with my air compressor, which that, that's kind of pissing me off, but that's a whole nother story. But I'm glad I got this done now. There's still some other things I need to do as well, which is taking care of some tax paperwork, getting my tax ID number and things like that, which this is very important. 
which I know a lot of barbers probably don't do this and they ignore the business side of it, but this is very important. I know a lot of people just want to get to the money, but taking care of the business is very important because I tell, I'm going to tell you what, you don't want to get, one, you don't want to get in trouble with Uncle Sam. And then two, especially if you don't keep good records, it's really hard to play catch up once you start getting in the groove of the barbershop, getting in the groove of cutting, you know, money's coming in, money's going out, you know, you're buying stuff, you're doing a lot over here, a lot over there. And if you're not keeping track, if you're not holding on to your receipts, if you're not logging things, it's going to be very hard to go back and backtrack. And that is if you want to be honest, you know, mind you, you want to be honest. So that's the reason why I'm taking this time to do these things first, because for me, they're very important. Uh, case in point, when I was in barbershop earlier today, I, you know, I can... I'm within an earshot of most of the guys. So I heard one guy, he, he was trying to get a client and the client said, Hey, do you take credit? He's, he's like, no. Um, he's like, do you have cash app? The guy's like, no. So I'm just like, Hmm, wow, that's bad. You don't take credit and you don't even have cash app. You don't have any of the like PayPal or Venmo, like nothing, absolutely nothing. So this guy's just taking cash. So, the customer, he actually lost out on money because he didn't take credit cards. Now, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how this relates to what I am trying to do? I do not want to be in that situation where I'm having to turn down clients because I'm not prepared. This is not what, what you want to do as a barber. As a barber, you want to be professional. You want to extend. I'm not saying every courtesy to the customer. But you want to make the process of getting a haircut, you want to make the, the experience as easy and relaxing for them as possible. You don't want them to go do any legwork. You don't want them to jump through hoops just so they can sit in your hair. Can you imagine? Like, and he suggested that the client go to an ATM, which that sucks for the client because, hey, if they're not going to their bank's ATM, they're probably going to get hit up with a service fee. And those service fees can range anywhere from three, I've seen up to $10. Not even quite sure. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't visited an ATM in years, actually, now that I think about it. So I don't even know what the fees are nowadays. Who knows? They may have went up from the last time I've used an ATM years, years, and years ago. So when you think about it, now that if you do that option, the customer now has to pay even more for a haircut because he has to pay for these ATM fees. So you you guys catch the drift. You get you get my drift here. This is why you need to have all your ducks in a row before you start cutting hair, before you get entrenched in the grind. Because if you guys didn't know, it is back to school week and barbers are quite busy everywhere. I mean, these parents, they're coming in at the last minute. They're bringing all their kids with the raggedy hair and they're bringing them in to get haircuts and it is what it is. So, you know, you gotta be prepared for this. But for me, my whole thing is with my first week starting, I knew my first few days weren't going to be busy because I planned for all of this logistical stuff. So like the first day I started, it was me mainly setting up my area and prepping my area. So I, I had to take the time to clean it, rearrange it, uh, organize it, put all of the the furniture pieces and decorative pieces in, in my space and get it all set up. Actually, I still wasn't even finished today when I came back because I'm, I'm only working a few days this week. So I, I wasn't even fully, fully finished technically, but... It was good because it gave me time to do these things properly instead of just half-heartedly putting things somewhere and then be like, oh, I'm so busy. Let me do this. And I'm not fully set up. So now like I fully have all of the products that I need. I have all of the things that to provide every single service that I provide. And that's what I want for my customer. I don't, I don't want to give them an experience that not up to par to what they will become accustomed to because if they know that I offer this, 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 and this within this service and this price point, they're going to say, 
wow, this dude just skimped out on me on this part of your service. No, I don't want that to happen. I want to provide them with the best uh, experience possible. Now, that brings me to what I was saying earlier about this week is back to school week. Busy, 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 busy in the barbershop. And I, like I said, I did not expect to be busy this week, but I will say this. A lot of kids have been coming into the shop, I noticed today. And a lot of parents, of course, are coming into barbershops to accompany them. But I didn't expect to be busy during this back to school week. And the reason is this. One, I charge the most out of everyone within my barbershop. Two, I don't discount kid haircuts. I, they're the same price. As every For me, every haircut's the same. Now, I know some of you guys may say, oh man, why don't you charge less for kids? Like most people do discounts for kids and me, no, I don't. I, I don't do that. That that's just not me. So that being said, I had a, a parent come into the suite. I guess he was looking. He was, I wouldn't say. Well, he. I'll say this. He was slightly picky. Basically, what happened was this. Because I didn't hear what happened in the front. I just was busy doing something, and he popped up at the door. But here's what happened. So. He came in and he asked, hey, he's looking, he's new to the area. He's looking for a barber for his sons. And could anyone show them their portfolio or any work? So no one really there could, you know, whatever, whatever. So he said, uh, so he comes to me. So he asked me, can he show me? Can I show him his, my work? So I said, hey, sure, why not? You know, I was like, do you have Instagram? He's like, no, I don't. Da, da, da. So I was like, no problem. Here, take my phone, scroll through my Instagram. If you like what you see and you want to get service, cool. So he look, look, looks through my work. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then, of course, he compliments me on my area as far as the cleanliness, the overall appearance of it, the aesthetics. He's like, wow, I like this setup, man. It's real cool, you know, nice. Nice vibe back here. I like it, man. Blah, blah, blah. So I say, cool. So he says, hey, uh, are you busy now? Do you, do you take appointments? I'm like, no, I'm not busy now. And yes, I do take appointments. But I told, also told him, hey, if you want to bring them down, you can. Cool. So he said, all right, I'll be back. I'll get them ready. I'll bring them back. So he brings his sons back, three boys. And before the kiss in the chair, when it, he should have done this before he left in the first place, but that's neither here nor there because it doesn't really matter. But he asked me, how much is it for a haircut? And I told him $30. And he was like, ooh. So then I told him I would do it for 25 because I will let you guys know something about the way I book clients. Now, what I do is for people that want to get their haircut every week or two, Clients that get their hair cut every week or two, you know, more frequently. What I do is, if you book a recurring appointment, I will give you that service for $5 cheaper. Or there's a percentage that goes behind it, but $5 cheaper. So let's say you pay $30 for a haircut today and you want to get your hair cut within the next week or two, you will get that service at $25 which it incentivizes the customer to come back more frequently, which is good for you because that means that's money in your pocket. You have a more full book. And what it also does is it helps you because you don't have to do that much work when it comes time to cut their hair. Because when you think about it, let's say I charge $30 for a haircut and someone got their haircut two weeks ago versus a person who comes in and hasn't had their hair cut in three months, I'm still charging them the same price. And you guys get where I'm going with this one. It's a lot easier to cut someone's hair when it's been prepped, when it's shorter, when it's not overgrown, when it's not dirty and all this other stuff. You guys know this. So it's a lot easier for me to do that rather than cut through someone's hair that's three months overgrown. Now, 
it is fun to cut people's hair when it's overgrown because it's a nice little transformation. You know, you get some nice pictures for Instagram, do a nice little promotion for it. Those haircuts are fun. But if you're getting these haircuts, you know, day in, day out, you're getting these at least like five or 10 of these clients a day, that's some work. Now, granted, I like that work where, you know, the guy's coming in more frequently. His hair is a lot more easier to manage. You can get through it fast. And if this is a client that you know, you know their head, you know their hair texture, you know their growth pattern, you know the problem their problem areas on their head. Therefore, it's, it's a walk in the park. So that is why I offer that service where I'll charge $30 for my service, but if you come within the next week or two, I'll charge you 25. Like I said, it incentivizes the customers to come back and help keep your book full and put money in your pocket. So I offered that to him uh, because he said that, hey, the $30 for his three, $30 each for his three kids was a little bit much for him, which I understand. Uh, in the area, most people aren't charging $30. I'm, I'm going to be honest. In that area, most, yeah, yeah, most, most barbers are not charging $30. So he said he was looking more to uh, to pay $15. So I was like, no, I can't do that. Now, perfect example of why I wasn't really expecting to cut hair this week, my first week there, because I'm trying to do logistical things. Now, imagine if I would have cut his three kids' hair for 15 bucks a pop, that's $45 without the tip, right? And all of their hair, it wasn't difficult haircuts. One was like a short ball fade, another one was a box, and then the other kid had, I think, a man bun. Easy haircuts. But imagine if I would have done that for $45. I would have probably, it probably would have taken me, we'll see, maybe like an hour, hour and a half to do all three of them. And that would have been time that would I would have taken away from doing my website today, doing logistical stuff, fixing out some of the kinks on my airbrush, which I think I'm, I might have all the kinks uh, in my airbrush figured out. But I didn't want to do that. I did not want to bend on my price. And I always tell people, if you think you're worth a certain price, and I don't mean like you just jump out the box and say, oh, my haircuts are $80 now. Let's just be realistic, right? Because are the skills $80 is what you're, uh, giving the customers worth $80 is your value $80, but let's be realistic. So we're, we're, we're going to stay within the realm of reality here. So if I'm saying my haircuts are $30 and I feel that I'm worth $30, and if you've actually experienced the service and you yourself, the client can actually vouch for and say to yourself, yeah, this is a $30 service, then there's nothing to complain about. Because at that point, yes, it is worth it. The only matter is, do you want to pay? Are you willing to pay for this service? Now, in most things in business, like there's one price here and then there's one price there. You can probably get it for one price over here, but then you can get it for another price over there. So it's all about where do you feel comfortable spending your money? Do you have the money to spend? Because some people don't look at a haircut as being that valuable. Now, I said this in another podcast that do not cater, and this is if you want to make money. So mind you, like for everyone that doesn't want to make money, completely ignore what I'm about to say. You can mute the video, do whatever you want. But if you value your time, if you want to make money in this industry, you need to value yourself and your services. Be real with yourself, of course. Be very real with yourself and come up with a strategy on how much you're going to charge. Now, let's be honest. You can actually buy the numbers if you want to be very like a stickler to the numbers. There is a way where you can look up how much you should be charging for a haircut or how much does it cost for you to do a service. You can actually go by the numbers if you have all your receipts for everything. So let's say a haircut, for instance. I'll, I'll just break this down for you quickly. Uh, I won't go around the circle. We'll just get right to it. So let's say a haircut. Let's say you do this haircut frequently. You use a lot of the same products frequently. So what you'll do is this. You'll add up the, the total of all of these 
products that you use for this service. So let's say the clippers, combs, let's say you're using cool care, let's say you're using a brush, uh, your trimmers. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, that's a hairspray, hairspray, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. So you'll add up all of these things, you'll divide it by four, then divide it. Well, no, you'll divide it, yeah, by yeah, you'll divide this. Geez, I can't remember the calculation. It's either you'll divide it by one and then divide it by four, but either way, you'll divide them all into a day, and then that will be how much it costs for you to do a haircut. Typically, this price shouldn't hop over ten dollars. Like you, you should not be really much over five. Like if you're over five, that's it's rough, but you shouldn't be that high now. Like I said earlier, before in another podcast, a lot of things are getting expensive. A lot of customers don't realize this. Things are getting expensive. Clippers are getting expensive. Look, these new cordless T-outliners are a grip. The Oster Octanes are a grip. The cordless T-outliners, a grip. You know, people want these cordless seniors, you know, a grip. They're, these clippers are getting very expensive. They're not getting any cheaper. I will tell you that, which means the cost that it, the amount of money that it costs for you to do each haircut is going up, which means your haircut prices should go up. Now, there are other factors you have to remember. Your geographical geographical location, what all what are all of the other barbers charging in the area and all the barbershops, things like that. Those are other things. Uh, you know, you have to talk about what up, created to skate Daniel Ochoa, Hugo Estrada. Yeah, it's just audio, man. I, I left my ring light at the barbershop. I talked about that earlier in the podcast. But if you go back and rewind and listen to the podcast, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, made 3,500 cutting trees today. That's what's up, man. Tree cutting business, that's a good business, man. I paid some guys. I had to have a tree removed. The city told me earlier this year, I think it was earlier this year, that we had to remove a tree. And it was like encroaching on the city, whatever, it doesn't matter. But they they wanted me to remove the tree. And we figured, man, like while we're removing this tree, let's remove this tree as well. So paid a thousand dollars, I think it was around a thousand dollars, maybe 900 or a thousand dollars to have two trees removed. Did They didn't take the guys that long at all. And it seemed like a pretty, pretty good, a pretty easy process because of course they've done this before. Of course they're professionals at this. So they know the easiest way and the least path to resistance. So they got the tree down pretty fast, but tree, the tree removal. Yeah. That's a pretty good little service, man. Uh, <laughs> so let me get back to what I was saying about the, about valuing your service. You have to be very cognizant of your prices. So like for me, to do some of the services that I provide with the equipment that I use. So let's say I'm doing a comb over, right? Let's say I'm doing a comb over. I would use my Super ZRs with a combination of my MVLIs, probably use my Slimline Pro LIs, and I'll probably use some scissors. The scissors that I have, they cost $400. Now, will I be using one or two pair of these $400 scissors? Maybe I'll use both. Now, if you think about the the how much it costs me to do this exact haircut, it can be expensive if you really do the numbers. And what I'm going to do is maybe in the next podcast or one that's coming up soon, I will give you the exact way to calculate how much it costs for you to do a service. So, and then if you guys want to be if you if you want to be more business savvy and talk about things by the numbers, you can go in and look at every service that you offer. And like I said, you can go on my website, go to idoabarber.com and look at all of the services that I provide. Like I said earlier, I was creating my website today and all of my services are up there. The prices are up there and you guys could actually look at it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little bit of a homework experiment. I'm going to, I'm going to do an experiment and I'm going to break down how much it costs for me to do every service that I offer. Now, some services, I know one service that, service that I offer is a women's dermaplane. And this service is actually very cheap 
for me to do because it, all it requires is a razor, a blade, and some product to uh, moisten the face and things like this, you know, a little toner, blah, blah, blah. Like this doesn't cost me that much at all, but I charge $75 for this service. Now you guys might be like, wow. And if you look on my website and look at the time, I think I have blocked off for this service is 30 or 40 minutes, something like that. Because if you, if you guys don't know what a dermaplane is, it's just basically a deep exfoliation and uh, removing the hair on a woman's face. Now women do get this done. This is actually a, um, it's a common procedure if you guys don't know this, but this is a procedure that barbers can perform, which a lot of barbers don't know that they can perform a dermaplane service on a female. Now, some females, when they get this done, they'll go to like a dermatologist or, or, um, or someone else in that field. And I've heard of women paying hundreds of dollars for a dermaplane. So when you guys look at me charging $75 for a dermaplane, don't frown too much because there are other people that are charging hundreds of dollars for a dermaplane. And if you look at what they use to do the service, they don't, a lot of times they're not using products on the woman's skin. They're just taking a razor straight to their face dry. Now, granted, most women don't have coarse, rough hair. You know, mainly it's just a lot of vellus hair, a lot of little, you know, peach fuzz, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it. So it's a really easy service to provide. And that's what it is. But I'm going to do some homework for you guys. And I'm going to actually show you how much my services cost. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. And then we'll break it down on like why I'm charging this much for a service or why I'm charging that much for a service or, or we will just go and say, Hey, maybe I should in reality charge more for this type of service or who knows, maybe I could charge a little less for this service. So it's a one, it's a very interesting thing because a lot of barbers don't pay attention to the business aspect where you're looking at every little item that you have. You're doing inventory of your product because some barbers do have a lot of things that they don't use. And in business, this is not good. This is just dead stock. This is just items that's just in your inventory, doing nothing, collecting dust. You're not making money from it. It's just there. Now, you don't want this to happen because sometimes you have to be very specific about product. And I, when I was in school, I was teaching a theory class and I discussed with the class you need to be very careful about the products you use and what you choose to use within the barbershop. That is if you know, you're bringing in all the products and you're servicing your clients. One, you guys have to know your demographic, know your clientele and cater towards your clientele. I briefly talked about this in another episode, but catering towards your clientele is very important because let's say I have a bunch of pomades on my thing or like some eco gel or some gorilla snot like whatever you need you get you guys get the drift let's say i have a bunch of this on my station but most of my clients are black that doesn't make sense none of these products cater towards my clientele if i have a bunch of expensive scissors if i have let's say some uh some ys park combs and some like a, like a bunch of stuff that's catered more towards straight hair or performing straight hair services. That doesn't make sense. You're losing your ass in business by doing this. You're, you're really wasting your money when you could get products that are catered toward, towards more ethnic clients. So we'll do that experiment. But more importantly, do not discount your services because you want to cater towards cheap or broke people because i'm going to tell you if you try and cater towards cheap or broke people what you're going to be is the next broke person you're going to be right along with them broke market to the clientele and customer base that you want to that is why people market that is why people target their clientele to to attract the customers that they want. You don't see a Ferrari commercial. When's the last time you've seen a Ferrari commercial? 
When is the last time you have seen a Maserati commercial? You know, we see plenty of Ford commercials. We see plenty of Chevy, plenty of GMC, Dodge commercials because they're catering towards a more bigger market. That's why you see these commercials more frequently because those companies, Fords, the, the Chevys, the GMC, the Dodges, they're catering towards a bigger market that they can actually get in their door and people that can actually afford the majority of their cars. You don't see Ferrari out here just random night, let's say, I don't even know what TV shows are popping right right now, but let's just say they're running commercials, you're sitting back watching TV on a, what is it, Wednesday night, and you see a Ferrari commercial. You're going to think to yourself, that's kind of odd. I've never seen a Ferrari commercial before. Why is this? Something must be wrong, unless it's just like some special promo, but Ferrari, Lamborghini, companies like, like Zonda, um, Pagani, well, yes, Pagani, not the the Pagani's on anyway, but you guys get what I'm saying. Those types of companies, they don't target towards the masses because they know the masses can't afford those cars. They market towards their clientele and customer base that they know can afford these cars. One, a lot of it is word of mouth and it's almost like a cult following. But two, they know what they're doing. They're not going to waste their money running a commercial ad, spending millions of dollars in marketing trying to get out here and get on TV so a bunch of broke people can see a Pagani or a bunch of broke people can watch a Lamborghini commercial. Because at the end of the day, broke people aren't going to buy a Lamborghini. Broke people aren't going to buy a Ferrari. It's just a dream. So they target and market towards their customers. Same thing. If you charge an, a higher price than most people in your city or most people in your shop, or if you're in that top percentile, Target towards the customers that you want to attract. Market towards them. Do not, I repeat, do not target towards broke people because you're just going to be a broke barber. They're going to try and overwork you. They're going to try and, I don't even want to say that word, but they're going to try and get your prices to come down. And I always tell people, remain firm. Stand strong. Do not bend and break when it comes to your prices, when it comes to broke people. Now, like I said earlier, I did bend $5 on these haircuts with these kids because I know that I have that wiggle room. That's, that's that discount that I can offer to people that come in every week or two. So for me, that wasn't bad. I was not going to cut their hair for $20 and I was for damn sure not going to cut their hair for $15. Now, like I said earlier, this is back to school week. A lot of barbers are busy, but me knowing what I'm offering, the amount of money that I charge for my services, I do not plan to be busy this week for back to school. I know that, and I'm okay with that. And I also know that I have a lot of other things that I need to do to get ready to where once this ball gets rolling, I can operate smoothly. I don't want to operate on shaky grounds. I want to have a solid foundation before I get, get my feet planted and get this ball rolling because that's the last thing, I, like I said, the last thing I want to do is gain momentum and then realize, man, I should have done this in the, in the beginning and now I'm like fully entrenched, like my books are getting fuller and fuller and then now I'm just over here like, uh, you know, yeah. So now I got to take a step back because I should have done this stuff earlier on and took care of my business first so I could play later. This is one of those things as a barber, you will, unfortunately, I hope you listen to this and you can implement these things and, do, and take care of your business first. But a lot of barbers will find out the hard way. And that's unfortunate because, hey, if you if there's free game being kicked out, you should take it. Now, of course, you might it might go in one ear out the other. You know, you go back, scratch your balls and continue on with your day. And you're just like, oh, man, that was dope. 
yeah, man, he kicked some good stuff. And then, if, like I said, you know, you go back to scratching your balls and then you're going to continue to do the silly stuff. And it's just crazy. But it's all good because, hey, as a barber, you, you can set your own schedule. And here's another thing. As a barber, guys, I want you guys to ask, ask a bunch of your fellow barbers this question. Especially if you work within a barbershop. Or, look, and even if you do not work in a barbershop, I would like you guys to, to answer or ask a bunch of your fellow barbers this question. And this, the question is this. One, do you have a website? Two, do you have either an, a booking app or an online scheduling system? This is a question that I want you guys to ask a barber and get back to me. If, if you get back to me, whether it's on the next podcast, whether you get back to me through the DMs on Instagram, which if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's I do it barber. I repeat, that's I do it barber. You can do it there. But it's really a good question that I want you guys to answer. Because I'm really curious to know the answer. Because I can guarantee you that where I work, all of the barbers, one, do not have a website. And two, they don't have a booking uh, service or booking app. I am the only one that has a website or a booking service of some sort. All of them either just have people call them or they just wait for people to walk in, which is not bad either. Walk-ins are not bad, but I do not want people calling me at nine o'clock, 11 o'clock, calling me at seven o'clock in the morning when I may be trying to sleep or do whatever. I don't want to have to worry about that burden. I don't want to have to worry about customers calling me randomly while I'm cutting hair saying, hey, can you get me in or this or that? It's just a distraction. People shouldn't really have to talk anymore about price and when you're available. You should have some sort of service like this. And if you're doing these types of things, why not? It's a new day and age. It doesn't make sense for you to sit here and be taking phone calls about haircuts. It, to me, it does not make sense for you to be taking calls, having to thumb through some magical book. Now, what's going to make this even worse is this. If you're still taking calls and you have a booking service, so it's almost like you're a secretary. At that point, you're not a secretary. You're a barber. That's why they, these people created these booking apps, these online scheduling systems, so you don't have to do this. Whether And look, whether you have a receptionist or not, that's what the booking uh, thing is for. Just have them go on there, fill out their stuff, book it. They could choose the date, the time, the service they want, blah, blah, blah. Easy money. That, it's that simple. That's all they got to do. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to worry about. That is it. I try, try and keep this as simple as possible for barbers, but a lot of them just don't get it. They don't have the right mindset. Their minds aren't there. And it's funny how, seeing how I charge $30 for haircuts, which I'm going to be honest, me charging $30 for haircuts, in my opinion, is not a lot because you want to know why. I know a lot of people that charge more. Yeah, you guys might look at, look at that and be like, well, really? Yes, I know a lot of people that charge even more than $30 for a haircut. Now, I want to get I would love to get to the point where I'm charging $50 for haircuts. I'd love to get there. I'm trying to get there. But I'll tell you this. I'm not going to be out here working for peanuts. I'm not going to be working hard just to make ends meet. That's just not a reality for me. That's just not how I envision this. That's how, not how anyone should live. This isn't how anyone should have to work to live. Now, now look, let's just be honest. Is the reality that? Yes, it is. A lot of people have to do that. But 
if you can work smarter and not harder, trust me, I think most people would agree that they would rather work smarter than harder. So it's funny because at the shop, you know, I noticed some people and they think some of them either don't value their time or value their skills. And I don't even know where everyone's skills are, to be honest. I don't, but I'm just saying, this is a common trend. A lot of barbers don't value their time and and really value their skills because they're charging less for services when they can get more. That's the bad part. You need to charge what you're worth. Do not let the clients tell you how much you how much you're worth because if, if you let the clients choose, then they're just going to run right over you. They're just going to run all over you. You won't be able to do anything. They'll pay you $5 if, if you let them get away with it. They'll give you a dollar if you let them get away with it. You want to have clients that love you. You want to have clients that are, your, that are your friend, that you build a relationship. You establish a good rapport with your clients because that keeps them coming back. That th When you do things like that, they want to see you succeed at that point. It's not where they're just coming in just to get a service and then see you later or see you next month, see you next week, whatever the case is. No, that's not it. So I really encourage barbers to see the other side. And I don't think a lot of the barbers, especially that where I work, I don't think they have seen the other side. Because I'll tell you this, once you go to the other side, you do not want to look back. It's like what I said last week in last week's podcast where if you're on a bike or if you're running, if you're driving and you're going forward at a nice pace, if you turn around and look back for five seconds and then look forward again, you're going to be off track. You do not want to look back when you're trying to move forward. So if these guys, I think if they were to be in a scenario or an environment where it's good, where people are charging more for haircuts and you actually see the customers not having a problem paying more for haircuts, trust me, you will not want to go back. Trust me on that. The whole days of $15 haircuts, $20 hair, trust me, that will be over. Trust me when I say that. But a lot of people don't get it. And the sad part is, some people will never get it. And that's okay because you know what? You can't save everyone. You can't. And I've come to that realization a long time ago because you can't be Superman. You can't be Captain Planet. You can't be Captain America. You can't lead every horse to water and watch them drink. It's just unfortunate, sad to say. You know, it might be sad for you guys to realize, but this is true. Whether you know it, or maybe you don't, maybe you know someone that you're trying to work with and you know they're not doing you know, this or that and blah, blah, blah. Not everyone, not everyone's gonna be successful. Not everyone can be rich. Not everyone's gonna make a lot of money. Not everyone's gonna be a good barber. Not everyone's gonna have a full book. And it just is what it is, man. It is what it is. So don't feel bad when these customers come around. Don't feel bad when people might be like, no, man, you nobody's going to pay this price. No one's going to pay this much. You trying to charge this much, man. Nobody's going to pay you for this. And then they, of course, you know, they undercut you or take the client because they'd rather pay this price over that. Stand firm on your price and market towards the people that you want to attract. That's the key, marketing. Market yourself, get out there, whether it's social media marketing, whether it's guerrilla marketing, do what you have to do to survive. You know, look, if you're not comfortable talking to people in, in person, shaking hands, sparking up conversation out of nowhere, you got you to gotta get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And a lot of people aren't like this, especially in this uh, anti-social media day that we're in. A lot of people, they're just used to seeing things on the on their phone and their computer screen. They're not used to, you know, physical interaction, things like that. So people get a little awkward 
when it's time to actually do something in person. But it's really important to do these things because you never know when you're going to have to take it there. You never know when you're going to have to apply some different type of pressure because maybe something isn't working or maybe something has dried up because the market's oversaturated with everyone doing it this way. But now you have to do it the old fashioned way. You got to get used to this. So that's going to wrap up this podcast. I'm actually kind of impressed because the past few podcasts have ran over an hour and I typically try and have these go under an hour and I'm proud that this is under an hour. So those words being said, that's going to be it. If you want to check out this podcast on uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms, you can do that tomorrow morning. That's when I upload it. I upload it in the morning. And of course, you get the live version on my YouTube channel. If you happen to subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe. Do not play yourself. You will get a lot of value out of this channel. And of course, go check out idoitbarber.com. I repeat, idoitbarber.com. That is the website. That's where you know you, you guys want to look at the, some of the services that I provide and the prices. You want to look at the product that I, well, it's not out yet, but it will be up on the website soon. You can do that later as well. And also, you know, follow me on Instagram. I, I start to give more, more sneak peeks uh, as to what's going on behind the scenes, especially Monday. I was vlogging and I attended the Chris Bazio Look and Learn. So I was giving some little sneak peeks Monday of what I was doing there and some of the other things throughout the day that you will see in this upcoming vlog, which should be out, if I'm not mistaken, probably next week. I still need to edit it. So maybe I'll, what I'll end up doing is editing it tomorrow evening. Maybe, perhaps, maybe, maybe so, maybe not, but we'll see. So that's going to wrap up this podcast. Please appreciate you guys for watching. I'm going to get out of here because of course I've got to do some more stuff with this website. It's been your man. I do a barber signing out. I will holler.